How can I lead my team through the different phases in a change process? Is one of the key questions that many of us have because nearly anything we're doing today is literally a change process. And in detail, if I know which phase I'm in and if I know which is the next phase in the process, I can lead my team much more efficiently. Welcome to the Power Hour. This is your Power Hour where you can discover something. Perhaps in this Power Hour you can discover something that you already are doing and you get the confidence of doing something really good. Perhaps in this Power Hour you have an idea about something you could start doing. Or could it be that in this Power Hour you notice something that you could be doing a little better. Maybe in this power hour, you discover what is holding you back and you have a breakthrough and start doing something totally differently. This is your power hour with me, your host, Coach Colin, and I am your skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. So today we will be looking at how can I lead my team through the different phases in a change process because everything that we're doing today is pretty much a change process whether I am leading my team towards goals that I haven't achieved whether I'm introducing a new system that people should be using or whether I do changes to my process that my team is operating in everything is trying to achieve something that I have not achieved before or trying to improve something because I'm not quite satisfied with the level of performance that I'm having today. And if I know exactly what these different phases are, what these different situations are and how I can lead my team through these different phases, obviously I can be just a little more effective the next time when things happen. But first of all, you might have noticed that sometimes you're scratching your head and you're thinking, well, what does my team really need? And perhaps you're having a reaction from your team which you didn't anticipate and you're wondering, why is my team reacting this way? You see, on the other side, if you could predict in a little more, you know, secure way, what would be the next step? Wouldn't you be able to prepare yourself in a different way? Would you have less surprises? Would you feel more confident? And that is why we should be spending a little more time in the different phases in detail to really get what is the difference and what you can be doing. Because when we try to improve something and we're all out in the business trying to improve something, whether it's trying to improve the performance, trying to improve the results, trying to improve the efficiency in our processes, or trying to improve the effectiveness in the outcome that we're trying to achieve, we're always trying to improve something. An improvement is an act or process through which something becomes better, which is great because we all want to be better. We always want to look back and think, oh, look how much better I have become. Doesn't that feel great? And that 
is the major reason why we do improvements. So on an overall level, if you want to you know, know the phases of change, we'll have a big look at a very high level, you know, like 30,000 feet. And we'll have a look at it at a very neutral level. And at the end of this power hour, we'll have another deep dive to understand the emotions behind these levels. And in between, we will go through all the different segments of the phases of change so that you know the next time exactly where you are and what you need to move to. Does that sound good? Okay, let's have a look at a 30,000 feet. First of all, of course, if you would draw a clock and drew the hand to the right-hand side where it says 3 o'clock, that is where the knowledge is. Yeah, That is the, the part of knowing something. And when you know something, then you can draw the next phase on that clock face, which is 6 o'clock which is right down to the bottom. And that is where you take the knowledge and put it into the next step. You put it into the next action. And then at nine o'clock, that is where the outcome is. Yeah, That is where you get the results. And at the top, at 12 o'clock, is the willingness. And if you look at these four phases within the change clock, knowledge, next action, outcome, and willingness. That is what you need to know so that you can drive the phases of change in detail. So let's dive into detail right now, because now we know we've got at 3 o'clock, we've got the knowledge. At 6 o'clock, we've got the next action that we can take. At 9 o'clock, we've got the outcome. And at 12 o'clock, we've got the willingness. Knowledge, next step, outcome, willingness, K-N-O. W. Know the phases of the change in detail. So let's assume at three o'clock you've invited your team for a meeting because you would like to change something, because you realize that you're understanding something and you would like to introduce this understanding to your team, which assumes that your team is not aware of what you're knowing right now. And that is why you invite them to a learning session, which typically you introduce by teaching them something, teaching them something um, that you have understood and you would like to increase the awareness so that they follow your understanding. That is typically the learning process, which means that starting at three o'clock, you have a session, one hour of training, which is terrific because at this moment, you are introducing a lot of knowledge into your team at three o'clock. You're introducing a lot of knowledge into your team. And of course, you are hoping for the team to acknowledge that this is actually interesting information and to be able to acknowledge that this information and this knowledge works. You also invite them to a certain amount of practice, which allows us to move our clock of change to four o'clock. Now we're doing practice. So we're changing from sharing information, creating knowledge, because now we want to create practice. Because knowledge without practice is not really a skill, is it? 
So now we're starting to practice. And when you practice something, you can put a trainer there and you can practice certain skills. You can practice certain how to use certain templates within a new software. You can practice how to behave in a certain way in front of the customer. You can practice to use totally new technology. And when you practice, of course, you have a supervisor who is following that practice, who is helping you to adjust things when they're not perfect which is great. So now we've done knowledge, now we've done practice. What is the next thing you're going to do? Typically, at this moment, your training finishes. You've shared knowledge, you've practiced, and everybody thinks we're good to go. But what really happens is that when you put the people into the real-life situation, they're still doing the old behavior. So you want to create, create a certain understanding of where are the opportunities to use this new practice, this new way of working, which means that you introduce the next phase, which is now at five o'clock, which is actually creating the opportunities for role play, where you put people into their normal situations as much as you can, your normal environment, and they suddenly realize that they're still doing the old behavior. They're still doing it the old way. And they notice the opportunities where they could they apply the knowledge and the new ways of doing these things that they, have, uh, that they have noticed from the practice, which means you can now give them, in this role play, you can give them some feedback where they realize, oh, yes, I could be doing it differently in this situation because then they notice that out of this feedback, they have opportunities to do things differently. And that is now where, at 6 o'clock, actually, the awareness of these opportunities has been created and changed towards acceptance that I can do things differently. And that is really where the whole training sessions should finish from sharing the knowledge, practicing around new behaviors, doing role play and getting feedback so that they can actually now have the acceptance that I can do things differently. And to anchor that moment, you will want to introduce observations because the awareness as such is great and the acceptance of doing things is brilliant. But if you don't see people doing things in real life, the next action is not going to happen, which means that you would want to put yourself out there with your team now in real life to see what are they doing. Create observations and create coaching so that they can have this feeling or actually can do these new behaviors, actually can take action. So you've moved now already from the classroom environment, from teaching new knowledge, practicing new things, doing role-playing, giving feedback. You're at six o'clock now. You're doing observations in real life and coaching the people to do things because you want them to move forward in these actions to create an outcome. Because that outcome will only happen if the people now plan to do these actions. And that is where very often these things stop. They have the acceptance. They realize, yes, I could do these things. It would be actually great to do it, but they haven't put it into their planning, which means their next actions from six o'clock forwards to create new outcome is actually falling flat because they don't have the courage to put the planning into real life and put 
the actions into real life. And when you do that, when you want to do that, of course, you would want to coach the people around self-organization. You would want to follow up on have you put that new way of working into your daily life? Have you prepared yourself for this customer meeting? Have you called up that new template? Have you put your your guideline how to use this new template onto onto your workplace next to your onto your desk so that you are organized to do it to have the courage that you're not going to make mistakes the next time you actually decide that you want to do it which means from coaching the behavior we're now changing to coaching actually the self-organization so the people have the courage to do it moving forward then when they start doing things what do you think will they get it right the first time of course not. They might have misunderstood something out of the training. They might have a situation they didn't encounter. They might find something that was not in their template, in their guidelines. So the first time round when they start doing things in real life, out of the environment of a safe training, of a setup that is in the role play, all of a sudden what happens? It doesn't work. And that is where people can fall back. And they decide for themselves, well, it was a great training, but in reality, it doesn't work quite like that. So what do you want to do? Well, of course, you want to create that experience that they have and find where are the areas of improvements. That is when the implementation of the theory of everything that you've taken from the classroom really happens in real life. And you only know which improvements people can make if you do observations which means that you take a look at the experience through an observation and you give them coaching so that they can come up with their own improvements because you don't want to put them back into the training because they already know any of everything. But you want to give them the opportunity to come up with their ideas, how they can improve themselves. Because only when they start improving themselves, they can start increasing and getting a better experience, which means they're moving forwards and getting the outcome that they want to have. And how many times, honestly, how many times has it happened that you've been in a training, you've practiced a little, and then you're expected to fix something yourself in real life, and there's nobody being aside you saying, look, you're not efficient in that step. Why don't you do it the different way? Or how could you do it to be more efficient? That implementation in real life, that taking that experience that you have, turning it into improvements so that you get better results is so essential in real life so that you can take the next step towards a better outcome. Because now you're starting your own circle of improvements, which means that moving towards 9 o'clock, you can be looking at a different outcome, which is exactly what we all wanted when we started the training originally at three o'clock. Now we've moved towards nine o'clock because now we're starting to repeat this behavior. We're getting better experiences. We continue to improve it, which means that we are creating the results that we want to have and we're creating the belief actually that this works. And what is going to create that? Of course, there is progress that you would want to observe and help the people see. But how do they see their own progress? Of course, in observations, which means that you will want to be there to give them those types of observations 
and give them some coaching so that they can anchor the new beliefs and they can see the new results because that is exactly where you want to be because you at nine o'clock you want to have a new outcome you want to have the new successes you want to have the new beliefs because you want to have the results what made you start the change originally what made you invite everybody to the training at three o'clock but now it is nine o'clock and between the three o'clock going through sharing the knowledge getting the practice creating role plays so that they see the opportunities until they can see where they can do these things in the next action planning ahead and giving them coaching and observations and observations around their improvements and coaching them how to improve even more that is how you gradually anchor the beliefs and get a routine in what we're doing and if you've listened carefully you suddenly realize that training and practicing is only a smaller part the biggest part is what happens in real life what happens during the implementation of the knowledge into really putting it into action so that people are convinced how this is going to work and that is where your role as leader is so immensely important because you're with your people all the time you see where they have the first experience you see where they have the first results you see where they can improve and your coaching will lead them towards a better outcome the success that you want to have and change their beliefs that this new knowledge that you are sharing is actually working however you know that there's something missing out of reality don't you because when you're sitting right at the beginning in the training at three o'clock you know that some of your people are sitting there scratching their head and wondering why are we doing this i understand what you're trying to teach us and what has to change and the templates they'd want us to use or the way we would want to address our customers but why should we be doing this and if you have drawn out the clock of change on a piece of paper you realize we have been covering from three o'clock right until six o'clock and to nine o'clock and there is something missing and that part what is missing i'm going to share with you just after this short break are you getting good results from your team do you need to get even better results this year Perhaps you're looking at the results and wondering, how can I reach my goals with my team? Maybe your team is not totally convinced and you're still undecided about what would be the best way to reach the goals. Could it be that not everybody appears to be really involved in the challenges yet? Imagine you could have all the elements that would put you back on track again and you had the confidence that you can get it done. How would you feel? Release the Leader Within is the event that will make that happen. This special event is only for those who have completed the courses manage your core business effectively. So make sure you don't miss out. Release the Leader Within is a two-day live event that will accelerate your ability to lead your team to success. You will realize and train your strengths 
and apply them immediately to overcome your challenges. You will break through from what is holding you back so that you can release the true leader within you and reach your potential as the leader of your team. This very special event will show you step by step how to redesign the key elements of your leadership in your ability to manage your team's process, for optimum performance in your leadership skills and the use of your mind and spirit so that your new results are permanent and lasting. So don't miss out to sign up for Release the Leader Within. So there you are at 9 o'clock. You're getting outcome. You're getting results. People have beliefs. And that is great. Unless you're not quite satisfied with the results. But the people have the successes and the beliefs. They believe that they are success. And you're wondering and you're realizing that if I just give them the training of what has to change, something else has to happen before. And that is what we're going to look at right now because this is an area that we very often ignore because it's uncomfortable, it's tricky to manage, but it's so essential to understand how do people take decisions? How do they take decisions to join your program, to join your change program, to take your initiative and continue on the action? So what are the phases of change that are between 9 o'clock over 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock so that you can start training again? So here's the situation. You have your team and they believe that they're doing great. Are they? And this is where they are focusing on on what makes them successful, which is exactly where all the change process and all the change management and all your initiatives have been taking them. But in fact, this is where the whole change process starts at the same time because you want to help them to change their focus from the belief that everything is perfect to the recognition that there are some things that can be improved. And you do that by sharing facts. Facts that you have found out of the system, trends that you see out of the markets, the revenues, the KPIs, the indicators, whatever they are. These are facts where you're starting to share another picture. And you start giving feedback around a focus area that is perhaps not in that range of focus that the people have right now because they're still believing they're successful which means that at the same time they're ignoring something else and when they are ignoring something else they actually are ignoring those facts that you're trying to share with them which means that when they suddenly realize that things are not perfect anymore that is when you start becoming angry because become angry with yourself because you're suddenly breaking up that image of how good things are for yourself, how well you're performing and the results that you're achieving is suddenly get angry with yourself where you realize things could be better and you've been ignoring it. How do you create that? 
because you want to if you want to lead your team through this process you want to be very delicate and one way of doing it is of course comparing we do that all the time we compare ourselves with other people we're trying to put ourselves you know in our performance higher or lower than others we put try to put people in 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 the fate higher or you know there's always somebody who's doing better and there's always somebody who's doing worse we're always doing these comparisons either to feel better or to feel a little worse and that is where that emotion comes in that anger comes in that frustration comes in seeing that i could be doing better or i am doing worse than others but you don't want to play that really hard one way of doing that in a fun way in a nice way is of course storytelling sharing examples even out of your own experience when things went wrong or when things went better so that people can accept that story without being confronted by these facts and they can listen to other people's stories they they can compare themselves am i doing better am i doing not so good in comparison which is a much softer way of turning that level of ignorance to a kind of a anger and frustration that things could be better because that is where we really want to be we want to we want to maintain a certain level of frustration because this frustration now is the feeling of i could be doing better but i'm not getting any better and a lot of lot of people at this phase they put a lot of effort in doing the same thing that they have done before and you knew that expression that if you do the same thing that you've done before you'll get the results that you've had before and that is exactly the situation that is where the frustration comes in where people then realize that i have done this i have tried it harder i've spent more time but it doesn't work and now we're moving closer towards 12 o'clock because that frustration needs to manifest itself to the point of that there is a trigger moment but where people realize i've had enough of this i've had enough of my customer always demanding for a discount and every time i have to give in and i don't know how to deal with it i have enough about about you know when was the last time you have been eating too much on a weekend i mean <laughs> i'm not accusing you but this is a typical situation where you where you sit there at the end of a christmas dinner or a dinner with friends and you suddenly realize that i have been drinking too much i have been eating too much or whatever it is that moment of i've had enough this is too much is called a trigger moment and you put that down as exper- as experience and you can even share your experience around other trigger moments but the point is at this trigger moment you say i'm not going to do this anymore because it is 5 to 12 and you can use the same in business yeah because you can create these trigger moments and saying i don't want to lose customer orders anymore i don't want to produce quality in production that is not good enough anymore these trigger moments are so extremely important and we have them around experience from that frustration the creating the realization that this is not good enough this is no more and that is where the pain is actually where we have this realization that the pain that we are having in doing the same thing again and again we don't want that pain anymore and that is where we 
we have this state of pain, it's 5 to 12, and we create this desire to change and we promise ourselves the next time I'm going to do it differently. I'm not going to drink that last beer. I'm not going to drink that last bottle. of. I'm not going to eat that Indian food at 3 o'clock in the whatever it is. I am not going to react in the same way to the customer anymore. And we believe that that from that moment of state of pain, that desire of change, that trigger moment where we take the decision no more, we believe with that it's manifested. It's not going to happen anymore. But in fact, we can sway backwards and forwards between that moment that 5 to 12, that experience, we can have that again and again. I mean, seriously, how many times have you promised yourself not to do something again? And two weeks down the road, two months down the road, you find yourself doing it again. And you look at yourself in the mental mirror and say, why am I doing it again? I took this decision. I was not going to eat chocolate again. Or whatever it is. I'm not going to eat, drink that beer again. I'm not going to react to the customer this way again. But I'm doing it again. Despite the fact that I've had the moment of pain, I've had the trigger moment, and I feel the pain and took the decision not to do this anymore. And we can wake up at midnight having regrets about the things that we've done again. So what does it take then to move that clock forward so it doesn't happen again? And you might have guessed, because from that decision moment, of course, we are we are reflecting around these situations again and again. We're going through this pain. We're going through these trigger moments. We're going through the decisions. So what is it that can make us move forward rather than falling back and having these painful moments again? Well, when we move forward, we have to start labeling the issue that we have which means that rather than just having the pain and the frustration we have to start actually start to understand the issue what is really happening and that is where we can talk to other people and they can help us to put a label of what this problem really is because only when we can have a label of the things that we can start asking questions how to solve this. And that is where you go to Google. Because in Google, you can't write in, I've got this pain every time I, I, um, I'm I, sitting in front of the customer and he's asking me about an extra discount and I'm giving in. There's no question behind it. So you have to label the issue. And it could be that you say, well, I want to deal with my emotions better. Great. Now you can formulate a question that can allow you to research on Google and find answers. Because that question would be, is how can I deal with emotions better in selling? And you might be Googling around and you might be finding some very interesting research articles, training, some ideas. And to be able to find that question, that asking question from turning the, from the labeling the issue to asking a question, a very effective point is actually taking the people in their pain where they are and helping them through coaching so that they can 
move forward and start asking that question on Google or to colleagues or to other people that can help them move forward because now they can start moving from being not aware of having this problem to starting to understand the problem. And now again, we're at three o'clock because when they want to move from not being aware to understanding something, that is when they start to learn. That is when they're willing to start a course. That's when they're winning, uh, willing to sit through a, a YouTube videos or a couple of YouTube videos, a presentation, because they want to learn something, because they've put a label on the problem that they've had. They've been asking the question how to do these things. They want to move forward and they start learning things. And that is when they're going to sit there and they will love to have some teaching around how can I be better. And they want to be better because now they acknowledge that things can be better through the theory that they have learned. And of course, when they want to put that theory into practice, they will want to do practice because they want to try it out and they're full of motivation to move forward and do these things. And they will enjoy the supervision because they're really inspired to learn and move forward. And even if they realize that they've do things in the old way. They will enjoy the, the role play and they will see the opportunities themselves and they will be much better. And you will need to give them much less feedback because they're enjoying the journey and they're full of enthusiasm and, and passion and moving forwards and enjoying the learning process, which means that the next time round, when they really want to put things into action, they're all eager to do it and it becomes so much easier. Wouldn't that be great to have? That is where leading the phases of change in detail can actually lead you and help you. So let's have another overview of those four phases, which at the beginning I said was sharing the knowledge, preparing the next action, having the outcome and having the willingness to really want to do this. And we very often we start in sharing the knowledge. And now you realize that if you share, start to share the knowledge without the people having the willingness, it doesn't really matter how well you explain what has to change. If they don't really buy into, th into the fact that why do these things have to change, what is going to happen? So let's have another look at those four phases. The go back to a 30,000 feet and have a look at the overview of these four phases. Because what we want to have, we want the people so that they can learn with curiosity, yeah, so that they have the pleasure in learning. That's where we want to be. That's the phase between three o'clock and six o'clock. And between six o'clock and, and nine o'clock, we will ha want them to have the courage to learn. And sometimes you have to encourage them to learn because that is where they see the gain of the actions that they put in and they're seeing their improvements and they move forward to better results and better outcome. That is where they would love to be, which means encouraging the action, connecting, connecting that to the gain in the outcome is really going to keep that those phases of change moving in detail. But these were the two phases you were originally working with. And that is where perhaps you were struggling with on occasions really to create that pleasure around and the curiosity around the learning and the encouragement to do those actions because the top two phases were perhaps ignored. 
You might have noticed them as a leader, but did you really involve your team into this enough? So what were the top two phases between 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock? We want them to accept the pain of not getting the results that you would like to have together. You would want them to accept the pain that things are not so perfect and they, they would like to be perfect in what they're doing. That is where the frustration is. But why would we want to... Why would we want to protect our team from that feeling and that, that emotion that will create that decision moment that they say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be better. From being great, really, no, sorry, from being good, really taking that decision to be great means that good is not good enough. And there is a big emotion behind it, which is the pain of feeling good is not good enough anymore. So that is where I want to bring my team with me so that they can come to the decision at 5 to 12 and saying, no, we don't want this anymore. We want to move forward because we are afraid of the next phase that is happening because between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock, our team is confused. They don't know what to do. But the good thing is, when you're confused you can take new decisions. Because when you're confused, everything is up in the air. When you're confused, you don't know what is up or what is down, what is right or what is wrong, what is working and what needs to be improved. And that is a great state to be. That is where all the ideas come in. When people can share their ideas how to move forward, they can share new experiences, they can ask for help on the outside, what to do, they can ask for a consultant for training to share ideas, but it's confusing. And as a leader, you'd want to allow the state of confusion in your team. Because that is where new decisions are going to be taken. New decisions that will lead to an insight. This is what we need to solve. This is the question we have to have answered. This is what we need to learn. And when you've created that emotion from having the pain and saying no more, but what is it we're going to do? I don't know what it is going to do, but we're going to find out. Moving forward, taking the decision, this is what we need to learn now. That is where the motivation to learn is going to be. So that is where in that phase you want to dare the willingness. Do you really have the willingness to change? And if you don't have the willingness to change, well, perhaps the pain wasn't big enough. And people ask me at that, at that point, well, what is then more, and more important in the change process? Is it the pain or is it the gain, the pleasure? It is both but at different phases in time. Which means to take that decision that you want to change, you have to change, you have to leave what you know behind. It is a painful decision. And to move forward out of that painful decision, it is a moment of confusion, which is not nice either. But if you move forward through that confusion and create clarity, that is where the pleasure comes in, that is where the idea comes in. We are going to be great in the future. We are going to be better in the future. And this journey of learning things, of trying out new things, getting feedback, getting coaching is a pleasurable journey because we're going to gain. That is where the fun of change is. 
But like everything in nature, there's always two sides and you can't have one without the other. You can't expect people to see the fun if they don't see the pain. You can't expect people to see the light of the future if they don't see the darkness of not moving and continuing on the path that they're doing today. So these are the four phases that you can use to lead the phases of change in detail. And the question only remains for you right now to figure out what is it, what time is it for you and your team now? Is it increasing the knowledge and the practice and giving them more supervision and feedback around how the things they're doing? Is it manifesting their next actions, allowing them to improve the, the way they're working with observations and feedback so that they can get the outcome that they want to have so that you can have the results that you need? Or is it understanding that the results that you're having are not good enough and the way you're working is not going to lead further into the future? And there are certain moments where it is, it just has to stop. The trigger moments around the experience where this is enough. Or do you want to spend more time around the confusion and triggering, trying to figure out what is really the question that we want answered so that we can move forward and continue in the learning cycle and understand why it is fun to move forward and to learn. Why not ask your team? and find out what they think, what time it is. This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like, or even share it with one of your peers, because we all want to be better. And it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this power hour or around leading your team to success, just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership.